Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. I'm Mark Tapper. 45 years ago, my father, Howard Tapper, opened the first Tapper's jewelry store in Metro Detroit. It was a modest operation. Howard designed the interior on a napkin, and he opened and closed the store himself every day. From the beginning, it was Dad's plan to work with family. His wife and mother-in-law were the first employees. 45 years later, we have three much larger stores and over 100 team members serving you. Building this store wasn't my dream, it was Dad's. But it is my responsibility because I sit in his chair now. Not that I ever forget whose chair it really is. So I'd like to invite you to join us. Anniversaries matter. It's important to acknowledge the achievements you make. Or what's the point in achieving them? So visit Tappers this month and see how we're celebrating the occasion. I'll give you a hint. 45 is the Sapphire anniversary. Tappers, tell us your story. Thanks for listening to a bit of our story. Everybody has one, and we'd like to hear yours. Visit Tapper's Jewelry in West Bloomfield, Novi, and Troy. Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast. Uh, Dave Young here with Stephen Semple. And when you told me the topic for today, my first thought was, okay, I know I, I got nothing. I don't know. I don't know the story of this. And my second thought was, wait, this is an empire? This is an empire? We're going to talk about the origin of black pearls. We're going to talk about the origin of Black Pearl. And this doesn't even feel like an empire that I know of. Well, here's the reason why I like to define it as an empire, is if we take a look at the economy of French Polynesia, which is where Black Pearls comes from, it is actually one of their biggest exports. And in fact, it's one of the biggest parts of their economy. So I get French Polynesia is not a big country and not a huge economy, But when something becomes, by design, one of your largest parts of your economy, I kind of got to call that a little bit of an empire. I agree with you. I agree on that premise. That's where it comes from. And here's the thing that's really wild is it really came on the scene in the mid-1970s. And before that, Historically, it was not a significant player in jewelry. Like if you were to find famous crowns or famous this, or like black pearls are hardly mentioned anywhere. They were not a thing. They were not a thing. They were not recognized as a gem. They were not something that was seen as being valuable. And what you're going to see is it became valuable and a very desirable piece of jewelry due to the work of three individuals, Salvador Assel, Jean-Claude Brule, and Harry Winston. Without these three people, Black Pearls may never have become a thing. Well, you, you mentioned Harry Winston, and you've got my attention. For those who don't know who Harry Winston is, you're a big deal when you are mentioned in the song, Diamonds Are the Girl's Best Friend. There's a line in the song where it goes, Tiffany's, Carchet, Black Star, Frass, Gorman. Talk to me, Harry Winston. Tell me all about it. So when you are named in Diamonds as a Girl's Best Friend, sung by Marilyn Monroe and Madonna, you're a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you are a big deal. <laughs> anyway, going back to the origin, Jean-Claude 
is an entrepreneur and he started a bunch of hotels in Tahiti that were a huge success. But while doing this, he learned about black pearls. The oysters that produce black pearls are only found in a small area in Tahiti. They are not found anywhere else in the world. Hmm. And initially, these oysters were desired for the shells because of the color of the mother of pearl. They produce this range of colors from iridescent green to purples to pinks and charcoal grays and black. That's what was desirable in them. And these oysters were farmed almost to extinction. And then in the 60s, they started harvesting them. But it took a while to get the techniques right for it. Initially, the quality of the harvested pearls were not consistent. And then a chance meeting in 1973. 1973 in St. Tropez, Jean-Claude Brulé and Salvador Assel's yachts happen to be docked next to each other. And it turns out Salvador Assel is a well-known pearl dealer. He later goes on to become dubbed the Pearl King. And the two of them get talking about these black pearls and they partner together, they buy the atoll and they start pearl farming. And they brought mm. in Japanese pearl experts to guide the farms to bring the quality up. Okay? okay. But they still needed a market. And by 1978, they had enough high quality pearls to make some perfect necklaces. And Salvador took a strand to his friend Harry Winston on Fifth Avenue and convinced him to sell it. And Harry did this. He put these pearls in a window next to diamonds, rubies, and emeralds. Because here's what he understood, that these gems would have a halo effect. The moment you show that necklace in that window, in that company, that signals to the world, these are valuable. Yeah. And he sold out in a week. He could have put a bowl of diamond shreddies in the window and it would have... <laughs> <laughs> So Harry Winston used his influence, but also this idea of halo effect to make these really valuable. Because keep in mind, no one knew what black pearls were at the time. Right. And Harry Winston went on to quickly sell the rest of the shipment. The other thing that Salvador did is he went on to lobby the GIA, the Gem Association, to recognize mm -hmm. black pearls as a gem. Okay. And he convinced them to recognize it as a gem. And this inspired them to launch a marketing campaign, A New Gem is Born. And they ran these ads in all the very high-end, hoity-toity, high-fashion magazines. Because, again, they knew the halo effect. That type of advertising would work because your ads are now appearing next to ads for Rolex and Tiffany's, things along that lines. And really what they did was they took a page out of the De Beers playbook, really, if you look at it. So what were the couple of things that De Beers did? De Beers said control supply. Well, they could control supply because the only atoll that Black Pearls comes from, they now own. They controlled the supply. Yeah. They controlled the quality. But what they also did is they created desire with the halo effect. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Two words, lead flow. If you want to grow your business, lead flow is, well, not everything, but it sure can feel that way. You feel the need 
The need for leads. And then there's the gnawing questions that plague you whenever you try to boost lead flow. Are you targeting the right customer? Are you saying the right things? Are you advertising in the right places? Are you spending too much or too little? And the ever-present, how can I best use social media? What if you could get those questions answered definitively in 90 minutes? You'd no longer feel the need for leads because now you'd know how to get them. That's what Empire Builders is offering you right now for free and with a guarantee to boot. Go to empirebuildersprogram.com, book a 90-minute Zoom meeting with the Empire Building expert, and boom! Questions answered, problems solved. We'll give you the real answers, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yes, our famous no pitching and no bitching guarantee. First, we won't pitch you at all, seriously. If you want to work with us beyond our meeting, you'll have to explicitly ask about moving forward. And the bitching part? If you're not satisfied with the answers, say the word. And I'll pay you cold hard cash for your wasted time. No hard feelings. Now that's a guarantee. Look, empire builders take action. If lead flow is an issue for you, take action on it. Book your Zoom meeting at empirebuildersprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. If we go back to the early days of De Beers, diamonds were not a thing in engagement. If we remember that episode, go back and listen to it. It was not the main thing. It was like 10 or 15% of the population would give diamonds as an engagement ring, where today it's 80%. What did they do in the early days? They created ads that were illustrated by famous artists, by Salvador Dali and people along that lines. Because what did they know? The halo effect. If Dali mm -hmm. creates this ad for this diamond, it's special. Yeah. And Harry Winston had done this several times in his career. When we go back to the days when Cadillac, like remember Cadillac used to be a really big deal. Like if you said, oh, that's the Cadillac option, that meant it was right, the right. best, right? Well, if you go back in the early days, Harry Winston had ads where he had jewelry next to Cadillacs. <laughs> he would team up with Cadillac and they would show the jewelry. And Cadillac liked it as well because it also gave that halo effect back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. But halo effect is a thing. And this gets me thinking about when you're promoting a product or a service, you can't ignore what's going on around you. Like this is where we often talk about high visibility locations, but also locations in prestige places. If you're selling a prestige product actually helps you sell that prestige product because of the halo effect of being in that location, being in sure. that luxury mall if you're selling luxury items. You know, what magazine you pick, it's not about, oh, like who are the readers of that magazine? Sometimes what you have to look at is also as important, what are the other advertisements that are going on around it that mm -hmm. can actually also impact how you are seen, felt, heard? Isn't it amazing what can happen when two 
wealthy guys park their yachts next to each other. Well, that's it, right? Just happen to park their yachts next to each other. But two wealthy, smart guys. You could picture that. Here, let's have a drink. Oh, you know, I've got, I, I came across these black, oh, black pearls. Oh, tell me more about, oh, Jesus, you know, I've got a, like, you could see immediately, they're like, I've got a plan. Here's what we've got to do. We've got to yeah. buy the atoll. We've yeah. got to raise the quality. I've got to talk to my buddy, Harry. We're going to do this, 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 and we're going to turn this into a thing that is going to be huge and great and suddenly becomes one of the largest exports of the French Polynesia. Like, I would love to have been sitting having drinks with those guys as they were dreaming this thing up. Uh-huh. And you know, with people like that, by the end of dinner, the offer was being drafted up for buying the atoll, right? Oh, sure. Kicking everybody else off of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also this amazing making something out of nothing. Yes, they were beautiful, and yes, they were rare, but they mm -hmm. weren't worth anything. They made it into a thing consciously. It wasn't by yeah. accident. This was manufactured. They knew what they knew. They knew what they were doing and they executed a plan. And really what they did is they followed the De Beers playbook. They knew this would work because they saw this playbook and they would have been familiar with it. They're in the jewelry business. They sure. saw this playbook. They knew it would work. Harry Winston knew it would work. Salvador knew it would work. You got to look at it and go, wow, that was really Really amazing. Grabbed the bull by the horns, executed the plan, and turned it into a thing. They knew they were going to create something amazing and that they controlled the supply of it and used the same playbook that made diamonds special. You get Harry Winston involved, that halo effect, brilliance all the way around on this. Yeah. Yeah. What a move. So when I came across this, I was like, that's a pretty cool story. And today, black pearls are very desired. Very, very desired. Another cool story. Thank you very much, Stephen. Appreciate you sharing this. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the Empire Builders Podcast.com. <laughs>